And then in terms of the raw rating, you have Kershaw and Greinke facing off against each other, but the roof is going to be open tonight in Arizona. It's going to be over 100 degrees at first pitch, and they are both kind of priced up. So I don't really want to play them. Um, the other options that I would look to on DraftKings, uh, Drew Pomerantz at home against Colorado. Their uh, projected lineup has like a 27% K rate against Southpaws. I really like that. Uh, Pomerantz has a 23% K rate himself on the season. I know he gives up uh, a lot of hard contact, a lot of home runs, but uh, this is a ballpark that suppresses run production and home run production. So I think it's a good spot for Pomerantz. He's only 6,300 on DraftKings. Uh, and that's really it. Uh, if you want to look at CC's Bathian tournaments, don't mind him. He's the biggest favorite on the board. You could even play him on FanDuel. Um, he's a guy that typically can go six innings, so you might be able to get the quality start there. You should be able to get the win as well. Um, and then if you want to stack one of the more expensive offenses, I certainly don't mind uh, taking that route on FanDuel. Let's move over to catcher JT Real Muto leading the way. Uh, 3900 on DraftKings, 2900 on FanDuel. It's cheap enough on FanDuel that you could actually consider playing him at first base. I probably won't because I rarely roster catchers unless I'm fully stacking a team on FanDuel. But uh, I do think uh, he's firmly in play on DraftKings. This is the cheapest we've seen him in quite some time. I know he hasn't been great over the last 14 days, but I'll play the discount. Uh, Matt is a guy that gives up a lot of home runs to right-handed hitters. Uh, so I like the spot for Real Muto. That's pretty much it, a catcher. Um, if you want to pay all the way up, uh, Gary Sanchez makes a lot of sense against Aaron Sanchez at home. They have the highest implied total on the board. You have Wilson Contreras with the wind blowing out in Rig or in uh, yeah Wrigley. So if you want to look at those guys, that's fine. Uh, if you want to pay up, but point per dollar, I do like Romito the best tonight. Let's move over to first base. Brandon Belt right now is the best point per dollar option, but um, I'm a little worried about his upside in this ballpark. You know, San Francisco generally... Uh, one of the better pitchers parks in all of baseball. So I kind of like paying up at the position for Luke Voigt. Once again, I do think it's a good slate to save a pitching and kind of spend up on your bats. Um, then you have the two first basemen in Wrigley tonight. Anthony Rizzo going up against Tehran, who has struggled with lefties pretty much his whole career. And then you have Freddie Freeman, who's going up against John Lester, who's actually given up a higher uh, weighted on base average to lefties in each of the last two seasons than he has to righties. Uh, people are scared to play that lefty-lefty matchup, even though uh, Freeman does have some really good numbers against Southpaws. 579 x-slugging against lefties this season, which leads all first basemen in the slate. So uh, those would be the three uh, that I would look at. Voight, Rizzo, um, and Freeman if you're paying up. If you do want to save, don't mind going to Brandon Belt, but I do like Gray quite a bit tonight, so I probably won't end up going there myself. Second base, we have Robinson Cano. He's only 3,200 on DraftKings. I think he makes a lot of sense there. You know, he's not been in the best of form this year, especially not over the last couple weeks. But good matchup against Eflin, who does give up a 226 ISO to left-handed hitters. It's a ballpark uh, boost as well for the Mets. So I do like Cano. Uh, panic right now pretty well just because it's a lefty against John Gray. But again, uh, probably not going to be going there myself. I do like Jason Kibnis. I kind of like all the Indians bats tonight, especially the lefties. Brad Keller, really low strikeout rate, high walk rate. And the only thing he does well is uh, induce a lot of ground balls. So as long as the Indians can get the ball in the air a little bit, I do think uh, that makes a lot of sense. Although that game does have some weather concerns. So make sure to watch crunch time. Make sure to check the weather report from Mr. Kevin Roth um, before you roster any players from that game. Third base, we have uh, Vlad Guerrero. No surprise there. Going up against CC Sabathia, you know, Sabathia is a guy that uh, historically has been great at inducing soft contact. It hasn't really been the case this season. 281 ISO allowed to right-handed hitters. Uh, Guerrero, 370 x against lefties. Uh, pretty good plate IQ score. Pretty good ballpark. Only 3,600. Really think it's a good spot for him. And then if you don't want to play that route, uh, Josh Donaldson going up against Josh Lester. John Lester, sorry. Uh, 3k on FanDuel. Love that price point. I also think he's fine over on DraftKings. I think my goal tonight is to get as many Braves and uh, Cubs hitters as possible in my lineups. I love the fact that the wind's blowing out to right center at 15 miles per hour. That game features an 11 and a half total. Uh, plenty of home runs should be hit in that one. Um, and then Hunter Dozier, nice tournament play. I don't think a lot of people will look at him, uh, even though he does have some massive power numbers against right-handed pitching this season. Two shortstop we go. Um, Ortega leading the way, but um, he wasn't really a high prospect at all. Um, his WRC was below 90, I believe, at every step uh, in the minors. Um, he did have 10 stolen bases uh, at the AAA level earlier this season, but that's really all that he brings to the table. So if you need the 2K and the $2,100 price savings uh, on DraftKings and FanDuel as shortstop, you can look there. Probably not going to be going there myself. I like Swanson, I like Segura, and I like Baez. Once again, the two shortstops uh, in the Cubs game. And then you have Segura, who does have some stolen base upside, and he does have a 
sorry, 333 ISO against uh, Southpaws this season. So uh, a lot of options at shortstop. Typically, um, there's only one or two guys that I like, but I do think uh, that's a tough position because there are some decent options. Let's move over to the outfield. Um, let's sort by the raw rating first, and then we'll get into the best point per dollar options for both DraftKings and FanDuel. Uh, Ronald Acuna leading the way, uh, my favorite hitter of the entire slate. Massive power numbers against lefties, good matchup against Lester. Also has some stolen base upside in this matchup. And then obviously the wind blowing out uh, doesn't hurt. You have Ian Desmond rating out uh, number two. That's mostly because of his numbers. 440 x against Southpaws this season. That is a uh, massive power numbers, 367 ISO. Really like that. I uh, don't love the price point, but I don't think a lot of people will pay up for him just due to the ballpark. So I think you can look at him, um, and especially in tournaments. You have Bryce Harper in a lefty-lefty matchup. Matt's is kind of like Lester in that he actually gives up a higher x to lefties than he does to righties. Um, and then let's look at the point-per-dollar options. We've got Kyle Schwarber. I think he's going to be popular, but it's hard not to like him. Um, all the lefties see a boost with that wind blowing out to you know right-center field. Good matchup against Tehran, who really struggles against lefties. So hard not to like Schwarber. You have Acuna. Uh, Bryce Harper, Michael Conforto uh, going up against Zach Eflin. I think he's going to be one of my favorite tournament plays. He actually leads all outfielders with a 64.7 plate IQ score today. Uh, Nick Marquez in that lefty-lefty matchup. So if you do want to stack the Braves, I think one way to get contrarian is to use both of the lefties in that uh, lineup. I don't think... guys what is up welcome to crunch time got a brand new week um, kind of like a little condensed smaller slate but a good one there's winds and wrigley there's rain there's all kind of stuff and we are joined by mr tuttle what's up man a much um kind of a boring slate actually if, if for cash games for tournaments you can you can do some things but for for cash games it's pretty straightforward which makes it a little mm, meh yeah, is it is the answer all the Chicago bats? Yeah, yeah, and it's it will be interesting. I mean, it's it's no secret anymore. Wrigley win. You, yeah. you play the guys in that game. So, you know, back in the day when we didn't have all these fancy weather edge tools and things of the sort, we, you know, we had some decent ownership on these games, and you could get by with you know maybe ten percent owned guys in this game, and that's just not going to happen tonight. Yeah, P- people are educated. People know what the deal with that is. Um, if you haven't seen Weather Edge on the Wrigley game today, go take a peek. It is like a 50% increase to home runs, 30% increase to total runs. It is as expected. It is as advertised there in Wrigley. Um, one other thing I want to point out, some people, we the program we use from another company to do the audio-only feed has not been working. So this is not Devin's fault. Devin's been doing an awesome job, but the program doesn't work. So Devin went and got a new program and has a a temporary alternative link, and he put it right there at the top of the chat. So if you guys want the audio-only feed, come into the chat, click that link. Devin, as always, working double time, getting things done. Um, Anything else we got to go over, or you think we just kind of we jump into some weather here? I uh, I think we're good with the weather. Okay, so I... Don't know what's going to happen in one spot, but I know exactly how we should play it. So I feel kind of good about that, I guess. Um, we got to talk about Cleveland. Is this people want bats here? I guess if the, they want bats here with bats in Chicago. Yeah, it's Cleveland. Yeah, you can sprinkle in some cash game ownership from the Indians, some tournament ownership with bats um, as well. At last check, and I can check Twitter again and see if I've gotten an update on this, but at last check, the tarp was on the field in Cleveland. If they late start this game, I don't think you should play it. If they late start it, then when this next batch, like they would late start it for this, and that's really light. I wish they would just not late start it for that. If they do late start it for that, then we likely have to deal with this moving in 90 minutes into the game and then we got to wait that out so now we might not be able to play ball for like two and a half three hours before it's all clear so my feeling is if there's a late start you should not play it at least not in cash hey if there's tarps coming off tarps coming off as we see 20 seconds ago 
That is excellent news. Okay, well, then I, I think that changes things because if they start playing before this arrives, and let's say they get in like three or four innings, then it starts raining. Cool, then we can wait the 90 minutes, let it clear, and then get back to playing. But if the, if you don't start and you wait 90 minutes before the rain arrives and then it rains for 90 minutes, well, you, you, you pull to Washington and you're probably going to postpone it. So um, I would now say, okay, I think it's a little risky, but I approve of bats in this game. Can't do pitchers because there's a good chance of a delay. Um, the only other thing is there's still a chance that they pull the tarp back out. So for now, I give it the thumbs up. But if the tarp is back on the field and they end up starting in a late start, I'm back to I don't think you should play it. Is that a fair explanation? Yeah. And uh, Paul Hoynes seems to be the guy that's giving us the tarp tweets on Twitter. It's his his uh, his Twitter handle is at H-O-Y-N-S-I-E. If you want to follow him for your for your uh, Cleveland Indian tarp updates. Yes, I actually had just tweeted him and asked for an update. So uh, that's good. He did not tweet me back, but I guess he tweeted everyone back. So that's good enough. Uh, Okay, so good sign there in Cleveland. The other thing we got to talk about, and this matters for pitchers. And is there some sort of take here where people might actually go pitcher in Wrigley? Is that a thing? Mm, I mean, uh, if you're smart, you would not. Like, I, I don't know. I got, I, I had this feeling that in GPP, some people were considering a picture here. I have no idea which one. I mean, I, I actually saw some tweets about uh, one of the pitchers being quote unquote sneaky. Um, and I believe it was not satire. I mean, you don't, don't want to do that. <laughs> okay. Well, um, if you did want to do it for pictures, you know. I think you'd get away with it um, because my feeling is if anything in Wrigley, they'll have a late start because of this, uh, but upstream, it, it looks really good um, for bats. It, you're, you're great. There's no concern there. Um, you just, I don't know, 10% chance of an in-game delay, a 2% chance that the game gets postponed, but don't, don't fade it. Um, I, I see. I'm about to get hit by some, uh, some storms up there. Oh, where, where are you at? Just north of Rockford, outside of Janesville. These are, these are all places that I don't know. Look north. Look north towards Wisconsin. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yep, Tuttle, you're about to get it. Doesn't look bad. You'll be okay. all right. Uh, okay, I think we can take away this. Actually, there was one more spot I wanted to look. If uh, I haven't got to look at Philly in a while, and that's because everything looked fine when I last looked, but might as well give it a little double check. Yeah, if we see anything in Philly, you know, really, really light stuff, nothing they're going to stop play for. So everything is good to go there. You can take this back, and we can start talking about the slate here, start breaking it down, and generally we begin with some SP talk. Yeah, let's do it. I think I got control here. (laughs) Um, So I think... Like I said, this is kind of an uninteresting tournament or cash game slate. Um, and even with pitchers, it's pretty uninteresting. Although you have a little bit more decisions to make with pitching than you do with um, hitters on the slate. Uh, so Eduardo Rodriguez, you can see here, is projecting as the top overall pitcher on the slate uh, per Cardi's projections, the bat. Uh, he is the guy that I think you want in cash games as kind of the SP1 on both sites. He has a pretty friendly price tag on both sites. I think on DraftKings, you go ahead and you lock him into your lineups. On FanDuel in cash games, it's going to be a little bit more interesting. I think the way I'm leaning is I am going Eduardo Rodriguez as my SP1 uh, in cash games on FanDuel. But you can kind of make the argument between going at Rodriguez Rodriguez or just completely saving at the position and going with a guy like Drew Pomerantz, uh, who has been uh, not very good this season, but gets great context uh, in San Francisco, pitcher-friendly park against a Rockies team that strikes out an absolute ton without Trevor Story. Um, so I believe on, on FanDuel, you're kind of, the decision is, do you want to go at Rodriguez Rodriguez in a cheap Cub option, or do you want to go Drew Pomerantz and an expensive Cub option as your fourth Cub player? 
I think those are the decisions you have to make on FanDuel and cash games. On DraftKings, like I said, you go Rodriguez, and then I think you go Pomerantz as your SP2. Uh, there has been some talk about potentially pitching John Gray uh, in cash games as well on DraftKings. I don't think it's a bad move by any stretch. Uh, you can see we actually have him listed as a core play here, John Gray, on, on multi-starting pitcher sites. Uh, I don't think it's a bad move. Um, I do think the price savings between Pomerantz and Gray is valuable enough where I want to play Pomerantz over Gray as my SP2. Uh, but I would lean as those three guys being your cash game options on DraftKings and multi-starting pitching sites. And then again on FanDuel, I think it's between Erod and Pomerantz. Okay. Are there some like GPP options here, something a little crazier? Yeah, tournament uh, tournaments, again, get a little bit more interesting. You can take a look at ownership projections here. If you want to play uh, a 42% Eduardo Rodriguez in tournaments, that's fine, but I also think he's pretty clearly one of the better fades in tournaments, as well as, as Pomeranz. Mentioned that Pomeranz has been pretty Jekyll and Hyde. He's not easy to trust, even though the context, once again, is elite. But he's a guy that even if you just look at his game logs, you can see the upside, and then you can see the downside. I think if you look at his DraftKings game logs, you're going to see a, two out of his last four have been over 20 points. Two of his last four have been under zero points. Uh, so it's, it's pretty, again... Uh, pretty much a roller coaster with Pomerantz, even though the context is extremely good. But if you want to fade that roller coaster in tournaments, I'm fine with it. Uh, you can also embrace the volatility in tournaments. And I think that's completely fine. Um, I'll be interested to see here uh, how ownership shakes out between like a CC Sabathia uh, and a Drew Pomerantz. I, I think Sabathia is actually a pretty decent play here himself, but you see that we have a 20% ownership difference projected between the two. So I'll be interested to see how that shakes out. I think Sabathia is a good tournament option. I think Steven Matz is a good tournament option. Matz has more upside, but also a lower floor than a, than a guy like Sabathia. Sabathia has uh, the, the more probability of going deep into the game, but he's probably not going to rack up quite as many strikeouts as a guy like Steven Matz will for you. Uh, so I, I do think both are fine tournament options, though. That's kind of where my list ends if I'm, I'm trying to keep a concentrated pool for tournaments. If you're looking to expand it, then I might go to a guy um, like Lucas Giolito, maybe. Um, obviously not a very good projection by any stretch, but he is a guy that's going to be extremely low-owned, only 5% here. Uh, he has had a tremendous strikeout rate this season. And if we go over here to uh, Plate IQ, let's take a look at uh, Giolito's strikeout rate this season. 20.7%. Uh, that's for the last two. Let's go to 2019. There we go. He's got a, he's made some changes this season, obviously. He's a different pitcher. 31.1% uh, strikeout rate so far this year. That is the highest on the slate uh, by a decent margin. So if, if you want to kind of chase, you know, a new Giolito at 5% ownership, he's expensive, but I, I think it's an okay tournament option, uh, kind of just playing the percentage game. But I don't have really a whole lot of interest elsewhere in tournaments. John Gray, again, is a potential cash option, a fine tournament option as well. I'm not really mentioning Clayton Kershaw just because this, he's a guy that's not a great matchup against Arizona Diamondbacks who are good against left-handed pitching, and his strikeout numbers just haven't been there. It's, it's a, not a terrible run prevention spot, but I just there's, there's a lack of upside there for an extremely high price tag, so I don't really want to chase that. Um, so, I, yeah, I think that's pretty much where my list is going to end in tournaments. Um, and, no, I will not be pitching anyone in that Cubs game in tournaments either. Okay. Uh, just a quick note here from Dean. What up, Dean? He says, Vargas has been scratched, will be replaced by Tim LaCastro. There you go. Does that change your lineups in any way, shape, or form? Let's see if we get a, a LaCastro update here in lineup HQ or in plate IQ. I don't know if we'll get it this quick. Um, <clears throat> neither are good hitters. Mm. It's just a matter of, uh, I'm, I don't know their strikeout rates offhand. I don't think it, I don't think it's going to be much of a, a difference in, in K rates. Uh, I'm going to go the last two seasons. But is it like basketball where when a guy is suddenly thrust into a role, was his salary way too low? And now you're like, okay, well, he's got usage or at least plate appearances now that are not, you know, not really no i mean you, you you know usage is gonna stay the same and it's just a matter of matchup and decent uh if you're a good hitter or offensive player 
Uh, he is not a good offensive player and he's not a good hitter. If anything, we would be looking at this as a potential boost for, uh, for Clayton Kershaw more than anything. Uh, but I, I, I don't, I, I don't think it moves the needle much at all. If any, in fact, let's see if we can see if once the lineup changes catch in the bat, if there's any actual change in projection here, mm-hmm. that'd be interesting to follow for Kershaw, but I don't think there's going to be much of any. Okay. Well, I feel like you have done a marvelous job covering pitchers and now you get to talk about the five Cubs or the five people. Is there both, do you want both sides of that game Cubs and whoever else they're playing? Yep. Definitely want both sides of that game. Um, and in fact, if you pitched Drew Pomerantz on um, FanDuel, I think the, the potential cash lineup would be just four of each uh, four team or yes. four players from each team. And I, I don't think that's wrong. People, people get a little uneasy when they're playing so many, you know, players from one team, but I, I don't necessarily think that's wrong. Um, on DraftKings, there's going to be a little bit more of a mix. Uh, we can talk about catchers here. Um, on DraftKings. So DraftKings, this is kind of where I think you can kind of stray from this game if you want. Uh, if you want to do like a JT Real Muto at catcher, I think you're you're completely fine doing that. He is uh, one of the top catchers on the slate. Uh, but if you have the salary for like a Wilson Contreras, then that's one Cubs player that you're going to use a roster spot up on DraftKings. I don't think he's a must. So I'm completely fine saving, you know, 600 on Real Muto or, or 700 in salary on uh, Tyler Flowers. Uh, but Flowers is in that game, so he would be exposure to that game as well. Uh, but in cash games, I think it is, uh, you know, one of these three options. Uh, either Wilson Contreras, if you have the money, otherwise Real Muto or Flowers. Um, in tournaments, Gary Sanchez is an elite tournament option uh, on this slate. Uh, nobody's, let's see what we have for ownership here. Uh, we still have him as a 19% own or projected ownership. Uh, it'll be interesting to see um, if that shakes out. He's again, a, an awesome play. The Yankees are in an uh, amazing spot as well. So if you think there's going to be any sort of ownership discount from this 19%, I like him even more, uh, but I still like him as a tournament option at 19% ownership. Uh, if you want to go really, really cheap, I don't really recommend it, but Luke Maley would be your cheapest option at 2,200. Uh, it's needed on some slates. I don't think it's necessary for lineup construction on this slate. I actually do like the catcher options that we have on this slate. So I, I don't think playing melee and cash is, is ideal um, tonight. Okay. Well, first base. So first base is our first Chicago Cubs lock. Uh, Anthony Rizzo, easy play. Uh, I spoke a little bit and I wrote up a little bit about Tehran splits against left-handed batters over the course of his career. I don't think it's, if we go to play to IQ, I don't think we're going to see uh, as much of a split uh, platoon split as we've seen throughout his career. I think he hasn't been quite as bad over the last two seasons uh, versus lefties, uh, but it is the, the point remains Tehran is worth worse against left-handed hitters. Um, Let's see here. You can see it is a pretty wide split here. This isn't even the extent of it, though, if you go back to his career. But last two seasons, we're talking about a 322 Woba versus left-handed batters versus a 273 versus right-handed. Uh, you can see, if you take a look at the hard hit rates, a 5% difference. Uh, if you look, take a look at strikeout rates, huge difference as well. Uh, so essentially, left-handed hitters against Tehran are what you want to target. You can still play some right-handed hitters in your cash game lineups tonight, but in general, when we're picking on Julio, we want it to be with left-handed bats. Anthony Rizzo is an absolute lock, and I know we're not there, but Kyle Schwarber is another absolute lock in cash games. Uh, and those are kind of the, the places you want to start. Um, if you're looking in tournaments uh, for a pivot off of Rizzo, or even if you want to play uh, two first basemen on FanDuel where you do have that option, uh, Freddie Freeman does not have the platoon advantage. We were kind of talking a little earlier when we did the On Deck podcast this morning. If you thought that Freeman was going to come at some sort of ownership discount because of not having the platoon advantage against Lester, then he would be a really good tournament option. That's not really the case. Uh, You can see here Freeman is our second highest projected owned first baseman on the slate. So you're really not getting a huge ownership discount on him. So I don't like him in tournaments solely for that reason, but I still think he's a, a strong play in general. 
Um, so Freeman's not really a cash game option for me. I do like him again a little less in tournaments as kind of a one-off. I would mainly use Freddie Freeman in, in stacks with my Atlanta Braves that I'm playing. Um, other tournament options: Reese Hoskins down at 4,500. Again, you're not playing him over Rizzo in cash games, but he is a, a very strong option in his own right. So certainly a fine tournament pivot. If you're looking for cheap, um, there's not a whole lot on the slate. We were hoping that Lucas Duda would come out. Uh, he was not. He's not in the lineup here tonight. Uh, he's playing in Cleveland. Uh, if Duda was in the lineup, he was kind of our cheap option. We're left with not a whole lot in terms of value at the first base position. Uh, so I do think this is pretty clearly a spot where you just want to spend up. Okay, excellent. Uh, real quick before we move on and get to second, I've had a few people asking about Cleveland. Um, their media guy just tweeted me and said, hey, they are planning for an on-time start, which makes me think they will play the game. So I am okay with hitters. There's some risk. It's not safe, but I think it's going to work out. I still don't think you should do pitchers here because there's still a pretty good shot that they're going to have a delay, I don't know, an hour into the game maybe. So I say a thumbs up to the bats and a thumbs down to pitchers, unless it's a GPP, in which case, you know, do what you want. Um, okay, on to second, third, wherever we were. Second is where we are. Um, and let me look real quick. I refresh. I want to see if we got that Kershaw. So Kershaw increased. Kershaw's projection increased by 0.22 uh, via the bat with that lineup change. So again, a slight bump for Kershaw, but nothing, you know, at his price tag that you're all that interested in. But yes, let's go back to second base. Then this is kind of the position on FanDuel where your builds are going to differ based on who you're pitching in cash games. If you're pitching Drew Pomerantz and you you kind of you have the, the balls to pitch Drew Pomerantz in cash. Then at second base, you can spend up. You can play in Ozzy Albies. You have the money to do that, and I think that's completely fine. If you don't play Drew, Drew Pomerantz in the cash games, then you're kind of looking at the Eduardo Rodriguez build. Uh, you don't want to spend at this position then, and so you're trying to go cheap. Uh, David Bodie is the top point-per-dollar option. But then you have to question is, do you want to use one of your four Chicago Cubs bats on Bodie, which I'm not sure you do. Uh, so if we think this Cleveland game is fine, which we do at this moment in time, Nicky Lopez is kind of the guy that I'm looking to as my cheap cash game option on FanDuel. Uh, if you want to go extremely, extremely cheap in tournaments, I do think there are some builds where even going down to Eduardo Nunez uh, at 2.1 is fine. I don't think he's a good play at all. Uh, but it's more that he opens up salary at a weak position where I'm completely fine. The opportunity cost at second base is arguably the lowest on the slate. Uh, so if you want to punt this position in tournaments in order to spend up elsewhere, I think that is, is completely okay. Uh, but in cash games, I think it's Ozzy Albies. I think it's Nicky Lopez on, on FanDuel. Or on, yeah, on FanDuel is for your uh, value option. Okay, third. So third base is Josh Donaldson. He is the guy that you want to play. Um, on FanDuel, where we actually have the ability to play both third basemen, um, third base eligible guys in this game, in the Chicago game, and Josh Donaldson and Chris Bryant. Uh, Chris Bryant is an excellent option as well. Again, he does not have the platoon advantage, uh, but I still do think just the environment in general, he'll be, uh, his the value of his at-bats are going to be so much more than pretty much any of the other options on the slate in terms of run scoring opportunities and run producing our opportunities that I think Chris Bryant is an excellent play, even without the platoon advantage on fan or on DraftKings, We have the opportunity to play Chris Bryant at uh, an outfield position. I'm not sure if I want to do that, but it, it is an option on FanDuel. We also have the option of playing both uh, Donaldson and then, Chris Bryant, if we want to flex Bryant, which is a possibility as well. If I'm choosing between the two, though, it is Donaldson for me uh, because I don't want to use that that fourth Cub spot necessarily on, on FanDuel for Bryant. Uh, but I think it is between the two in cash games. In tournaments, we have a lot of different options here. Uh, we don't have a Rockies lineup out yet, but if you want to uh, uh, use Nolan Arenado as a one-off against Drew Pomerantz in tournaments, I think that is an elite option. You see our FanDuel projection here for ownership is at 3%. And 
And on DraftKings, we have Arenado projected at 4% ownership. One of the best hitters in the game against left-handed pitching is going to come in against a lower-average pitcher at uh, under 5% ownership. So, again, that makes him an extremely good tournament option. If you're trying to use him as a filler, I think that is okay to do. Um, other tournament options, cheaper options, Vlad Jr. is fine. Uh, other potential power matchup there. Uh, even though I, I don't mind CC in tournaments, I still think Vlad is, is an okay tournament option in his own right. Okay, let's keep this train rolling, get to short. Okay, shortstop. Uh, this, is, again, is kind of going to depend on <clears throat> how you're constructing lineups. Uh, Baez is the top overall option at the slate. If you don't want to use Baez in your four guys on FanDuel, four Cubs on FanDuel, then you can go Dansby Swanson. I do think you want to use Baez as one of your four Cubs on FanDuel, though, so I do think he is uh, in cash games there, or he is the cash game play there. Uh, you could flex out Dansby as well uh, within that utility spot on FanDuel if you wanted. Uh, similar on DraftKings, you kind of want to play Baez here over Swanson. I think he is the top option. Uh, tournament pivots off these guys, Francisco Lindor. Uh, it's going to be extremely low owned for what is an awesome matchup. We have him projected at 5% here on DraftKings. Um, interestingly, on FanDuel, he is only 3% owned. Uh, so again, it, you'll see as I keep discussing, it's much more interesting tournament slate just because we can kind of veer off of some of these uh you know, Cubs players and Braves players at extremely low ownership. Again, this is an excellent matchup for, for Francisco Lindor. And we're, we're project, projecting low single-digit ownership for him, which makes him an elite tournament option. Uh, Didi Gregorius is the salary, salary relief option on the slate. He's only priced at 2900 on FanDuel. I believe he's at 3700 on DraftKings. Uh, so he is going to soak up a decent amount of ownership in that matchup against Aaron Sanchez. Uh, I don't think he's necessary in terms of salary relief in cash games. So I, he would be a really tournament only option for me, but he is a very strong play. All right. How about a little outfield? Yeah. So outfield, um, I already mentioned we're locking in uh, Schwarber in the outfield. And I also think we're, we're locking in uh, Ronald Acuna. Uh, so I think those are kind of the, the two guys that you're, you're kind of locking into your lineups and then you're going from there uh, again, kind of based on who you're pitching and, and based on what salary salary you have left. If you're looking for a cheaper guy to kind of plug in that final outfield spot on DraftKings, uh, I like Aaron Hicks, who is hitting third for the Yankees tonight. He's 3,900 on DraftKings. He's 3,200 on FanDuel. I think he's a good play there as well, just not quite as discounted as what you see on, on DraftKings. Uh, on DraftKings, again, you can flex out Bryant if you want to to the outfield. J.D. Martinez is a fine option, even though it's a tough individual matchup against Giolito. Martinez's price tag on DraftKings is only 4300 so that does make him kind of an interesting option. On FanDuel, this is kind of where we have to figure out if um, we want to go cheap with, with Erod. Are we going to play Carlos Gonzalez in the outfield on, uh, on FanDuel? That's certainly in play. Uh, he's probably the, uh, the top cheap option on FanDuel. If you're looking for a pivot off of him, again, we think that this uh, Cleveland game plays, so you can go with a Bobby Bradley type who just got, got called up. A lot of power. Um, you're not going to get much else from him from home runs, but kind of hope for that cheap 2K home run on FanDuel I think is in play. Um, but otherwise, you can, again, go with like a Carlos Gonzalez or Jason Hayward if you just want more exposure to Wrigley. Okay. Uh, I'm just uh, real quick. Looking at Cleveland, making sure everything's still on. Um, nothing's really changed in my thinking there. I still think you should not do pitchers. I think there's a pretty good shot of, a, of an early in-game delay. I still think they finish. So um, it is raining right now, but hopefully the tarp's not on. And yeah, I'll keep checking that. Uh, okay, let's talk some stacks. How about that? Yeah, um, so stacks. I'm kind of curious as to if in tournaments the move is to do the obvious thing and be all over that Cubs game, or if you are thinking in GPPs you should fade that. So in tournaments, this is going to kind of depend on on the format of the tournament. Uh, single entry, three max type of thing, you're going with one bullet, not quite as top heavy, a little bit more flat payout structure. I think you're fine eating the chalk. 
with with this this regular game. I wouldn't full out stack it in the sense where I'm I'm going with the Braves Cubs stack together. But if you wanted to do one of the teams and then stack one of those teams with kind of a lower owned team, I, I think that would kind of be the preferred route in, in single entries and, and three max. And multi-entry, again, we're looking at top heavy payout structures. It's kind of boom or bust. I, I think you probably want to look for a lower owned stack. And, you know, Cleveland is in a great spot and they're going to be a lower owned stack. Yankees are in a great spot. They're going to be not quite as low owned as Cleveland, but lower owned than that than that Wrigley game. So I think there are ways to avoid, you know, Wrigley in tournaments. But I I would mostly do that in multi entry tournaments. If I had a single lineup that I was playing in a single entry tournament, I would still pick one side of these Cubs, one side of this Cubs Braves game, and then kind of finish that stack off with again lower owned guys. Um, the lower owned team that I mentioned in my write up today, the tournament article that I wrote. Uh, I don't love, love, love it, but um, Dodgers lefties against Zach Greinke are going to be extremely low owned. We're talking, you know, one to three percent for these guys. They're some of the best hitters on the slate, and Cody Bellinger, Max Muncie, Jock Peterson, and they're going to be extremely low owned. Still have some of the best power upside and some of the best home run probability on the slate. So I don't mind filling out some of these chalkier stacks with guys like like the Dodgers lefties. Um, just because, I, I, again, I think they're going to be low-owned, strong home run probability. Uh, Grinke in the past has struggled against left-handed batters in terms of hard hit rate. His hard hit numbers look better this season, but he's still not generating a whole lot of soft contact. Uh, so he's still letting the ball in play against lefties, and the ball's getting hit pretty hard in general. So I, I'm liking these Dodgers lefties as kind of a, a cheap or a, a low-owned way to fill in those chalkier stacks. Okay. Anything else? Um, other tournament options. I don't have the balls to do this one, but <laughs> game strict, strictly game theory. The White Sox have to be an awesome multi-entry tournament option, just because we're talking about Rodriguez, who is going to be forty-two percent is what we had on DraftKings, twenty-eight percent on FanDuel. He's a pitcher that he can get hit. He can get hit by righties. He's, again, a really good option this slate, but it's not like we're talking about, you know, a top pitcher in the game here. Uh, so, you know, going with like a Jose Abreu, Eloy Jimenez, that sort of thing against Rodriguez is, is a very, very strong game three play. Again, I don't necessarily want to put my name behind it, but in, in theory, the White Sox make for a very, very strong leverage stack. Okay. Um, let's see. A few people asking if there's any weather concerns, so I will just uh, repeat what I've been saying. Everything looks like an on-time start in Cleveland, which is great. I think they're going to play. I think they're probably going to have a delay, maybe an hour, hour and a half in. Uh, I think it'll be a decently lengthy delay, so I wouldn't play pitchers. And then I think they're going to finish the game later. So, uh, so long as they don't change it and have a late start, I think... Cleveland probably works out. Um, I also real quick wanted to see the latest in uh, Chicago, make sure everything looked good there. Everything looks fine in Chicago. There's a few little storms that are about to go over the ballpark. Again, it's maybe a late start at worst, but that game's going to play fine. So no worries there. Uh, your favorite player of the day, Tuttle. Give me your favorite player in Chicago and your favorite player outside of Chicago. Uh, in Chicago, I'm going to go with uh, Acuna, if you have the money, as my favorite player uh, in Chicago. Outside of Chicago, <laughs> that's pretty tough. Um, I think Hicks fits the most builds in, in terms of cash games. Um, in tournaments, though, I'm going to stick with my, my Dodgers take. Uh, I'm going to go with um, Bellinger's too easy, so let's go with Jock. Let's go with Jock Peterson. Okay, excellent. Uh, with that, we've got what, 15, 20 minutes. You want to take some QQs here? Yeah, let's do it. All right. We'll start with T. Carl. He says, a Phillies three-man stack, Kingery, Segura, Hoskins. Is that viable? Yes. Um, it is viable. You don't sound like you love it. Um, it's viable. Okay. All right. Uh, Surf or swim says Pomerantz or Mats. 
Uh, Pomerantz, I think, is the, the better cash game option. Matt is the better tournament option, I would say, though. Okay. Gregorius says, DK Cash, Russell and Baez or Cano and Segura? Got to side with the Cubs. Okay. That's Russell and Baez, I guess. Yep. Uh, Team Valor, FanDuel, GPP, Marcakis or Hicks or Schorber? So one of those three, FanDuel, GPP. Man, if this, if we're talking like your only entry, um, I'm I'm sticking Schwarber there. Um, if you wanna, if we're, if we're talking trying to get a little bit crazy with ownership, then I think Marcakis would be the guys, is because I, I do think he'll be one of the lower owned Braves. So if you if you're looking at Marcakis or using Marcakis in a Brave stack to, to try to differentiate, I think that's fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if it's a, a kind of a single bullet lineup, then I would I would still s- stick with Schwarber. Okay, great. We'll go to Palak. He says Hicks and Acuna or Stanton Schwarber. Uh, Hicks Acuna. All right, Alex. You, you, want, you want you absolutely want Acuna and Schwarber in your cash game lineup together, though. Okay. Uh, Alex says, "Hey, on Fanduel, how about Gray over Erod as a pivot?" Yeah, I mean it's fine. You're just yeah, <laughs> it's fine. You're, you're paying slightly more for really. An okay pitcher. It's fine. Okay. I, I wouldn't I don't think it's necessary to, to differentiate in cash games, but you know, it, it, there is a pretty big ownership disparity between the two. So if if you're looking for an easy, easy pivot, and even if you just want to play your cash game lineup in tournaments, but just pitch gray over Rodriguez, you could certainly do that. All right. Uh let's see. Manny says FanDuel Cash is Dominic Smith cash viable. Dom Smith, I do not believe is cash viable. Okay. But he's, I mean, again, he's the same price as like a Carlos Gonzalez. Yeah, he's not, I I would not use Dominic Smith in cash. All right. We'll go to food. He says uh, Bobby Bradley and Stanton or Rizzo and Cargo in cash? Rizzo Cargo. Uh, Green Bay stand DK Cash. Oh, sorry, that just just disappeared. Sorry. Uh, okay, here we go. DK Cash, Green Bay stand. Six piece for you. Gray, Ramirez, Cargo, Pomerantz, Donaldson, Bryant. Yeah, see, it's 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 number two. Even though it doesn't feel like number two. Even even though Drew Pomerantz is going to make you uncomfortable, he is worth the bad upgrades. I think. Okay. Roto Flamingo says, what about Nolan Arenado in a single entry DKGPP? You mentioned you liked him. He's going to be low ownership. Yep. Yeah. He's a great way to, I would use him as a filler. I've not sold on, you know, full out stacking the Rockies, but I would use Arenado as a filler. Great. Kodak says DKGPP McNeil or Albies. Again, this is going to kind of depend a little bit on, single entry multi-entry how many entries you have because again if if we're single entry and this is your only entry then i'm just sticking with albies even though he's going to be higher owned Mm -hmm. Uh, if we're talking kind of something top heavy and you're chasing that top payout then play the ownership game and go mcneil okay d kinder says dk cash uh looks like a six piece here sanchez cano and jd or Riamuto albies bryant Sanchez, Cano, JD. Yeah, I'll go, I'll go Sanchez, Cano, and JD. Okay. Bad news says, is Chris Taylor a good one-off? Really prefer left-handed hitters for the Dodgers, um, but he's he's cheap. He's a fine one-off, but I, I do prefer the, those lefty Dodgers if you can get them. All right, we'll go to Jaffe. He says, in a DK GPP, if I'm fading Erod, where am I going? DK GPP... Let's look at some ownership here. By the way, if I uh, I'm getting a hit with those thunderstorms you saw on the screen, so uh, if I lose my internet, you know why. That's cool. I can handle the analysis if you lose your internet. <laughs> uh, so again, I, I mentioned some of the tournament options on DraftKings. There's no real direct pivot that I like in terms of price range of, of Rodriguez on on FanDuel. At least you can pivot directly to John Gray in tournaments if you want to do that. Uh, tournament options on DraftKings. I mentioned Stephen Matz. I mentioned CC Sabathia. Sabathia is probably the closest in price range to Rodriguez that I would go. Okay. 
Uh, Stan says DK Cash. I, I feel like we've done this one, but maybe not. Uh, Sanchez Cano or Real Muto Albies? We kind of did. They just uh, the other one just added a third outfielder. Hmm. I'll go Sanchez Cano. Okay. Uh, Achilles says FanDuel Cash. How much of a stud is Bobby Bradley? Man, I I admittedly don't know a ton about him. I was looking at some of his numbers, and he's just a pure power prospect. Um, so he's a, again, he's a guy that you could potentially get some cheap power from, which is is great at two K. Yeah. Okay. Uh, right for Zog says DK GPP. Hey Tuttle, is it crazy to go Lester in a GPP? I feel like he's good enough to score fifteen or twenty points. I think it's crazy just because I don't see the the whole lot of upside here. Uh, and that's the main thing between with Lester and Tehran that I just don't see, again, where we're getting this upside. Tehran, the last two years, we're looking at a 22% strikeout rate, which is okay. It's it's right around league, at, league average. Lester's below the league average at 20.9%. Again, the, the environment in Wrigley is just going to be so conducive for runs scored that if you don't have an absolutely elite strikeout pitcher to kind of offset those runs that are going to score – then you're in trouble. Um, that's the main reason why I don't like it. I, I know from like a ownership perspective, it's fine type of thing, but uh, I don't like it. If, if this was like Chris Sale in these ter- terrible conditions, at least we would have that strikeout upside, which would make him a, a fine tournament option. Mm-hmm. But I just don't think the that either of these guys in Tehran and Lester have that. Okay, makes sense. Uh, Bazinga says in a DK GPP, your favorite one-offs to be different with a Chicago Atlanta stack. Yeah, I talked about this a little bit. The Dodgers guys are kind of the ones fitting the bill for me. Um, Bellinger, Muncie, Jock uh, as one-offs are kind of my preferred way to go. If you want a third base one-off, we mentioned Arenado already. But uh, Dodgers in general would be kind of my my preferred fillers just because they're guys that can get it done with one swing of the bat. With those one-offs, you don't you're not looking for, again, the whole offense to go off. You're kind of just looking for them for power. You want home runs. You want solo shots or, you know, you've got to take it deep. So uh, those Dodgers lefties can do that. All right. ECS says DK Cash, Segura or Didi? I would take Didi over Segura and, and DK Cash. All right. And bad coming in with a FanDuel Cash six piece. You ready? Yeah, let's do it. Lopez, Bradley, Stanton versus Kipnis, Hayward, Hicks. I like the second better. Okay. Georgia says FanDuel Cash, Hicks, or Marcakis. Hicks. Cleek Cash says DK Cash, your favorite outfielder besides Schwarber and Acuna. DK, that would be Hicks at 3,900. All right. Arlo says, is this the night that Boston breaks out of their funk, or does Gialito dominate them like Stroman did? Um... Boston, we didn't talk all that much about as being a, a tournament stack, but yeah, they're they're a really good option. Um, JD Martinez, even going back to the last question, if you if you have the four hundred for Martinez over Hicks on on draftings, I'm completely fine with that and would do that. But yeah, I, I think Boston gets some runs on the board. Okay, Morning Napalm says uh, Util, Fanduel, single entry, Riley or Voigt. Riley. And just to be clear, Belt is not in the lineup tonight. I think that news was kind of at the start of the show, but just FYI. Let me see what – I want to see Riley's ownership projection here for both sides. He was one of the guys – we still have him at 17% ownership on FanDuel. Let's see for DraftKings. He was one of the guys that I could see getting left off of stacks, even though he's a good hitter. Yeah, we have him in single digits on, on DraftKings just because he's pretty pricey and he's outfield eligible. Uh, but I, I do like him in tournaments. Okay, and a couple people in the chat saying, hey, let's get one final Cleveland update. So I'm looking at it now. I don't think anything has changed from where I was at the start of the show, which is um, they're going to start on time. The fact that they're going to start on time makes me think they get a few innings in. Then the rain's going to come in. I think the delay is pretty damn likely. And then a couple hours later, I think they can finish the game. Anytime that you think a delay is likely, you know, but it's not safe. But I, I do think, uh, I, you know, I think I'd stick with it. So I think that game plays. 
Uh, and I still wouldn't do pitchers. It's too risky. Okie dokie. Let's see. Klee Cab says, DK Cash, what are your thoughts on LeMahieu? It's not the worst play in the in the world because it's a, a fine run environment, but uh, I, I don't think it's a good play. Okay. Hey, Devin, uh, I should have given you a heads up, but would you mind taking questions for just one second while I look at the latest stuff here? Okie dokie. We will go to... Uh, what are your thoughts on Gray? Oh, Gary and DKGPPs. You love Gary. Oh, no. He did then say, nope, I meant Gray. <laughs> yeah, I'm fine. He's he's one of the handful of options I would look to in his uh, starting pitcher in, in tournaments tonight. All right, Kevin, I'm ready to hop on. Okay, go for it. Thank you. Uh, I'm not sure where you are, so we'll just hop with Gregorius wants to know, is Eflin a good pivot from Erod? I think you've already touched on that one. Uh, Eflin is not a guy that I'm targeting for a DK whole lot tournaments, tournament. I should say. Yeah, he's not a guy that I'm targeting much in tournaments. He could do worse. His ownership's going to be extremely low. He's got that going for him. All right. DK Tournament from Stan wants to know, Cano and Hicks or Nunez and Bryant? Uh, Cano and Hicks. All right. D. Clampkin wants to know, DK Tournament, CC and BB or Pomeranz and Jock? Hmm. I'm going to go. That's That's really tough. Uh, I'm going to go Pomerantz and Jock. Okay, I can jump back on. Uh, I just looked at the latest models in Cleveland. It's exactly showing what radar to me is showing, which is that it's probably going to be an in-game delay, and it will probably finish after that. So no changes. Uh, thank you, Devin. Uh, Kodat says, Flowers or Real Muto in a single-entry DKGPP? That's going to depend on lineup construction a little bit to me. Uh, Real Muto, if... You don't have either of any team. If you have if you have some Braves in your lineup, I would side Flowers for correlation. Likewise, if you had some Philly guys in your lineup, I would side with Real Muto for correlation. They they project so similarly that it, it comes down to lineup construction more than anything else. Okay, GF says FanDuel can or Kipnis. Ah, terrible hitters in cash games. I hate doing it, but we I think that is the play. Um, Man, I'm going to side with whatever Cardi's <laughs> projections say. I'm taking the easy way out. Uh, he has Cano by quite a bit. Um, we'll go Cano. Okay. I'm going to New York Jets. Do you buy the clubhouse fight narrative sparking the Mets tonight <laughs> and turning them into a sneaky stack? <laughs> um, it wasn't a narrative that I was considering when constructing lineups tonight. I guess I'll say that. Okay. Uh, Arlo says, DK Cash, Albies and Flowers or Cano and Contreras? Albies and Flowers. Uh, MJ Crew says, FanDuel GPP, CC or Palm? Uh, Palm. T. Carl says, FanDuel single entry tourney, any love for Conforto? Yes, he's a good single entry play. More says FanDuel cash util spot. Uh, I've already got four Cubs. Do I want Riley Voigt or Swanson? I'll go Dansby there. All right. RG producer asking for Flores Mark, who is asking DKGPP, Pomeranz and Gary the Goat, or Eflin and Tyler Flowers? I'll go Palm and Gary the Goat. All right. Casey says Vlad or Jose Ramirez on Yahoo. I'm going to take Vlad there. All right. Jay Sam says, if you had Rizzo in a single entry FanDuel GPP in the util, would you be fine with fading him for Lindor, who's being overlooked? And, and this is tournaments, right? Yes. Single entry FanDuel GPP. Yeah, go for it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Uh, Anthony says, FanDuel GPP, Riley and Contreras or Bryant and Guriel? Riley and Contreras. All right. I think we actually kind of... Oh, here we go. Uh, R. Barnard says, is four Cubs and three Braves with Real Muto too much in DK Cash? 
Nope. No, man. No. Do it to it. <laughs> if you, I mean, there's a chance that, uh, you know, ball's not put into play and runs aren't scored in, in Chicago, but it is the, the best environment of the night. All right, two minutes until lock. Let's finish it out here. Who Mike says, FanDuel Cash, Nicky Lopez and Baez or Cano and Hicks? Notes that Baez would be his fourth cub. Y'all go Nicky and Baez. All right, Klee Cavs, DK Cash, Sanchez and Cano or Real Muto, LeMahieu? Sanchez, Cano. Luke Cage says, who are your favorite GPP Yankees in DK? You said the guy batting third. You said him like 10 times, right? Yeah, Aaron Hicks. Aaron Hicks, yeah. Yeah, Gary Sanchez, Hicks, Stanton, Gregorius, Voigt. So what is that, two through six? I think it's probably your best stack. Okay. Uh, let's see. Ishan says, DK Cash, six-piece, Flowers, Kingery, Baez, Gary, Segura, Hayward. Say the first one again. Uh, Flowers, Kingery, Baez versus Gary, Segura, Hayward. DK Cash. And I'll go. Uh, I'll go. Flowers by as one. BJ says, "Say it, Tuttle. Say it." James McCann, lefty masher. Screw Cardi. <laughs> James McCann, lefty smasher. In <laughs> tournaments, I get. I mean, White Sox right-handed hitters. In tournaments, why not? Rodriguez is going to be so high owned. Just do okay. it. All right. Uh, Justin says, is Dom Smith a sneaky GPP play tonight? Um, I wouldn't say sneaky because this is at least the second time we've, we've heard him brought up. Um, Mets lefties are fine in tournaments. All right. Blake Derville says, switch to Mats off of Plutko Palumbo or Yolo with Sanchez and DK GPPs. All right. Say that one more time. It was switched to Mats off of Plutko or YOLO with Sanchez in DKGPPs. Ah, uh, Mats. Okay. Uh, let's see. Oh, that's about it. Um, JSU says Kettle Marte. Lefty Masher Marte. Um, not all that interested. What? Always interested in that guy. How? how, how I haven't even looked at his price tag. If, if he's still priced, uh, he's actually... He's not too expensive. Thirty seven hundred on on FanDuel. What's he on at DraftKings? I haven't even looked at his price tag. That's how much I've considered him today. Five point two, man. <laughs> he's gonna be he's gonna be low owned. He's got that going for him. I, it always blows my mind when I talk to JSU, and he says it like once a show. He's like, "This guy's super overpriced," so I really like him. And like that thought process makes sense because it means yeah, it makes sense. But it just it seems so odd. But yeah, he's he's been getting it done. Uh, let's see. I think there was one more. Okay, we'll take this one random question, then we'll get out of here. Jay Sam says, "Is there ever a time you liked a player, but the plate IQ score didn't like him, or vice versa, when you didn't like a player but the score did, and then do you change your mind?" So if you really like a guy. And then you look at like a tool that doesn't like him. What do you, you know, I guess, do you stick with it? I would use the plate IQ tool more for finding guys that have good ratings than using it as to dissuade you from Mm -hmm. guys that you like. Okay. That's a good answer. All right. Um, By the way, a bunch of people saying, Hey, great stuff. Thank you so much. You guys are awesome. Great analysis. Thank you, Tuttle. Appreciate you. Why don't you say goodbye to the people? We'll get out of here. Yeah, I appreciate the I appreciate the feedback. It was a it was a fun show. Yeah, went well. Uh, hey guys, we appreciate you. We love you. Thank you for hanging out with us. I am going to be you know tweeting some some weather updates as needed, uh, and we will catch you tomorrow. Thanks for tuning in. You've been crunched.